Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And we are back with another episode of C38 Podcast. Now, we uh, we did have some difficulties on uh, uh, today, actually, trying to upload the episode that we recorded yesterday. And sure enough, the audio got corrupted. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that we talked is going to just have to, we're going to have to find it again and discuss it on this episode of the pod. But a kind of kind of a good thing because we have discovered a lot of different things and, and some new updates as uh, as opposed to when we were recording yesterday. Uh, before we get into that, let's talk about uh, the last two games. Uh, first, let's talk about New England Revolution. The uh, Rapids went to New England and they lost 1-0, fielded a, um, a, uh, a less-than-playoff-caliber team. And I would argue they didn't get embarrassed, but uh, you kind of wanted a lot more. What it, you wanted to uh, the, to see the team go out there and really attack and go for it and prove that you can hang with people like the New England Revolution. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I was a little bit disappointed to see that we went with a heavily rotated squad for the New England game. I thought we could uh, play a stronger side against New England and take three points there. Also take three points on the road at Houston with with, um, you know, some of the um, some of some of the more rotated squad there at Houston. However, we decided to play the stronger lineup in the second match. And you're completely right. We definitely didn't get embarrassed at New England. Um with excuses to do so it was a, a nasty night and and new england is is the best team in the league i think that's uh fair to say at this point in time and uh we we did play a rotated squad it looked like we brought um you know we brought strength in late in the match to try to um to try to even things up towards the end but it did feel like uh we may have missed a chance on on a winnable match to to take down the uh regular season kings of MLS dude if if Cole Bassett had just a better shot on target against Matt Turner in the second half he also had a crazy chance that Matt Turner just absolutely saved so i mean kudos to Turner they they've got they've got a great goalkeeper there but uh but Bassett had a great opportunity to put us up 1-0 in Boston and uh, they didn't capitalize on it, but uh, New England sure did. They counterattacked and scored right after our uh, pitiful attempt there by Bassett. Uh, I'm not too upset. I think um, I was at first when I saw the lineup. I was like in, in the same boat of, uh, dang, we should have really gone for it. I mean, this could this has the makings of MLS Cup final. Uh, we might have gotten a preview of it, but, uh, you know, we, we can't always get that and I think uh, not coming away with an injury is also kind of a, a small win that the Rapids could take. Yeah, and um, you know, thinking ahead and and potentially playing New England at New England in MLS Cup final, you could say maybe we didn't want to give anything away. Uh, we didn't want to show our our full side or or what the plan is for for our playoff attack, and that is is justifiable. So um, definitely takes the sting out of it with the win on the weekend. Moving on, let's talk about that Houston game. The uh, C38 had a nice little party at the Celtic, though um, I don't think it was the most exciting win the Rapids have ever had. In fact, if you look on expected goals alone, that was our worst uh, expected goals performance. We put up .4 expected goals, um, and we still won 1-0. It was a nasty, ugly win, 
but we'll take it. We'll take it because, you know, the wins can uh, can come from anywhere, and, and if they're going to come from .4 expected goals, it may as well be against a team like Houston, who just today fired their head coach. So they are going to be in, in a rebuild mode. What did you think of the game? I think we knew they were going to be in rebuild mode uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> two or three months ago, but um, officially so now. And, yeah, it was not the most aesthetically pleasing, and um, – so little attention was paid that even the cameraman missed the goal. Um, <laughs> we were we were watching a, a player kind of rolling around and uh, contesting for a foul all the while. We knew there was a, an attack ongoing. And as we, I think, caught the replay, because I think the goal went in before the camera got back. Um, but upon replay, Baji really uh, once again stepped up uh, and, and took three points for the Rapids in in one fell swoop, uh, one shot. And that's been uh, his M.O. since he's come back into the team. He's done <laughs> he nothing but score goals and, and take advantage. And, and we've, we've really, uh, I think, become uh, a much more dangerous side with him in the lineup. Yeah, and we were talking about this. Uh, we didn't talk enough about this during the first iteration of the pod, but we, we did talk a lot about Baji uh, after the pod. And, and I feel like we should have that conversation right now. Um, is this the, cause you, you've said before, this is not the same player we shipped out to Dallas or the player that went to Nashville. Um, do you believe that Robin Frazier is getting, is, is the one that is getting the most out of Baji or, or is this kind of something that Baji has been hiding all along? Maybe a little bit of both, but, um, I, I remember we just had that interesting conversation of, wow, Baji's really taken advantage of 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 the opportunity here yeah absolutely and i i you know give credit to robin for a lot of things i'm not sure if if he's the baji whisperer um came he may have came back into town with with more to prove this time around big chip on his shoulder um it certainly looks to me like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder i mean his movement uh through through the lines so he's not only uh, playing in that striker attacking role. He's also checking back yes, to the ball a, really mm-hmm. well. Uh, something we've lacked in, in a number of games where we just, and we've, we've said it, I, I don't know how many times on the pod uh, after a match that we just look kind of aimless and without ideas in the final third. And um, he's answering some of those questions by making the checking runs constantly in motion. And when he gets opportunities, he's taking shots and putting them home. So um, I I don't know exactly what we can attribute it to, um, but I I do know that we can attribute it to Mr. Dominic Badgey himself um, in, in whatever is inspiring these performances. It certainly is a, a player that, um, we were excited because we we like him as a as a man and as a nostalgia, player. yeah. But I mean, what we've re- what, our return on the investment on bringing him back has been um, exponentially greater than I think anyone anticipated. Uh, the results have come quick and often, and he's really for me made a case to be uh, our number one attacking option as we come into the playoffs. Absolutely, we um, I think. Uh, it looks more and more like that 50k investment was really to i mean it I, i'm i'm not saying that P- Porig had this idea of mine of like oh yeah Baji's going to come in and be the guy uh but uh however you know a shrewd move ends up proving to be again very very good and hats off to Porig for making it happen uh we 
uh, believed that Baji was going to just be depth, like some option in case Rubio or Lewis in that spot or Shinyashiki went down. He could just put in Baji, and we always believed he was going to be serviceable. He's been a lot more than serviceable. You said it. You think he's uh, kind of saved our asses here, and, and to some extent he has, but for me it's uh, it, it, it's a big thing because when Baji was here, Pablo was not instructing him or, or Cook or Hudson or whoever was coaching him at the time was not instructing him to come back and win balls uh, and come back and, you know, be a pres- uh, a pressing forward almost and, and, and kind of, you know, win, win the ball in a advantageous possession. That's sort of something that Rubio did a lot. And maybe if you have Robin ask that of Baji, that lets Rubio, who I've said, does better in a two-striker formation. That lets Rubio be a sneaky, shadowy striker in the box that, one, you're not marking because, one, he's uh, a bit shorter than the rest of uh, than the league in terms of forwards. But if you have someone like Baji who is, you know, being that body in the box, uh, you really just need to lay it off to Rubio, who is a sharp shooter, but we haven't seen enough of it. Um, the Rapids are looking really interesting in this uh, in this iteration as we as we head into the playoffs. Yeah, and just sticking with Baji for just one second, one thing I've heard said a lot about Baji and something I've said myself is he's the type of player who you want to be an option, not the option. Um, he's really been the option uh, since his return. Uh, once he got a start, he scored and has kept scoring. But, um, you know, it really feels like for this for this playoff run to go deep, we do need to see someone else scoring. Um, and as you mentioned, Rubio tends to play best as the second striker off of a, a bigger player. Um, that's exactly what he has here in, in the partnership with Baji. And um, hopefully, if, if we can get Rubio and Baji both contributing goals down the, uh, the stretch, which the stretch is just one more game and then the playoffs, but if both of them are viable attacking options and both of them are, are getting shots off and seeing the ball in dangerous locations – this can be a much more dangerous team than the one that we um, had kind of envisioned three or four weeks ago. Yeah, uh, well, not even just three weeks ago. You go back all the way to to August and the September. I mean, August we had a, a, a good run. That's when the the, the stretch of uh, a draw started happening. Um, but you're right. I, I think uh, I don't know if the Rapids are necessarily hot right now because they're still big. They're still big unknown. If that makes sense. Um, we had this discussion also off the air. We do not know what the starting eleven will be on uh, on the first playoff game of the season. So um, it's going to be. Uh, how do you line this rap? It's a weird problem to have because you want to have a team that has had solid chemistry and that uh, knows how to play off each other. That's something that New England have done very well. You look at their lineups; um, they have Buxa, Boo, and Gill. Those are the three tandem forces. You have Tejon Buchanan, who you add here and there. But for the most part, it's those three have developed a nice partnership. And then the defense, of course, of Brandon By Kessler, and uh, name who at Farrell as well. Like, once we know what that team is, we know their identity, we know how they play, we know how their style. The Rapids have somewhat of a clear identity of we're just going to, you know, pass and, and find the right opportune time. But they don't have... I don't think they have that chemistry just yet. Is that worrying for you? 
Yeah, and we talk about that Rebs team, and to think of Tejon Buchanan being a, a fourth attacking option on an MLS side, um, for me, he's kind of a, a poor man's Leroy Sané, and that's pretty good for, for MLS level. Um, but yeah, they, they have that big three. All three of, of the, the players mentioned are are really MVP candidates, and that's that's unbelievable. But uh, the Rapids, um, are, are, our high end isn't quite as high, our, our low end, though, I feel like our floor is is a bit higher, and we have uh, a bit better depth. Um, the, the concerning thing is when you go into playoff matches, there are only 11 starting jobs. Um, so you, you may have you know 14 players that might be able to at least get into the match, but um, we will have to figure out who the best 11 is is very quickly and uh you know in robin we trust on that front because um he's got some some tough decisions to make uh he's he's led us to a wonderful season so far um has the rapids in a position where we could be top of the west and that's uh, again just far and beyond uh where we thought we would be this point in the season so uh no reason to think that we won't be able to find that that right combination to to make some magic happen here in November. Yeah, you mentioned top of the West. Let's talk about it. While we were recording, we were watching Austin FC uh, take on SKC, and we kind of were live reacting to the uh, to the events that were unfolding. SKC went to Austin FC with a really strong lineup. They didn't rotate that much. They had Shallowy, they had Russell, they had Shelton, who is a fixture amongst them sometimes when. Polito's not available, but Kinda, uh, and they had all the makings that to, to really win and and put themselves up in first place. They lost to uh, Austin. Now, if if it's an interesting thing because not only did they lose to Austin, Seattle also dropped points. They played a one-one against who was it? Was it Vancouver, I believe, or L.A.? No, it was L.A. They, uh, LA they drew, Galaxy on Monday night. Yeah, they drew 1-1 with the Galaxy. Um, so right now, as we head into Decision Day, in what's probably going to be one of the greatest MLS, when it, when it's all said and done, you look back after Decision Day, the, the stakes could not be higher, not only for the top three teams in the West, but also the bottom four. Uh, not the bottom four of the West, but like the, the, the scramble of players from five to nine. Uh, or, or teams from five to nine. It is going to yeah. be an exciting decision day. The Rapids with a SKC draw or loss and a Seattle Sounders draw or loss and a win on LAFC could very well be at the top of the Western Conference by the end of decision day. What did were you? I don't think anyone saw this coming after the, 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 the stretch of draws that we had. But sometimes it works it, it, like life and soccer and, and, and all of its mysteries work out in some ways. What, how are you feeling? How is this, um, how is Sunday changed now with, with this SKC loss? Well, it, it certainly changes the dynamic that, that we have at Dick's Sporting Goods Park because we do yes. have the West to play for. Uh, not something that we expected whatsoever. I, I would have not expected Kansas City to fall to Minnesota. I absolutely did not expect them to get 
really walked by Austin down at Austin. So uh, Kansas City really, that that fall off in the last couple of games is surprising. And I think if you're um, in that clubhouse today, you've got to be asking some questions um, around the around the room. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be, you know, who, who's going to really step up and lead that team uh, because they really have been the team we've noted even more so than Seattle are the team that we're kind of most fearful of, but it's, it's amazing to think that, Oh, you're, you're worried about a team that just went to Austin uh, who has not had a great season um, questionably playing better soccer now than they have uh, throughout the season. But um, that result three, one to Austin for KC is not an expected result. Um, and really uh, Salt Lake was, it was hilarious. So while we recorded and actually after we recorded last night, um, Salt Lake got their ass kicked at home, which was also very funny. Uh, but they've been <laughs> yeah. the type of team that can get, you know, battered at home, but then can go to Kansas City and they can put together a performance. So um, it, it, it's hard to say. And I know uh, Rapids fandom is divided on on the result we'd like to see because a win against KC uh, for for Salt Lake means that they're. Um, more than likely in the playoffs, and we'd love to see them miss the playoffs. Um, so really, if that game could wind up in a draw, because right now we're in a situation where if KC and Seattle both draw, uh, we could still win in the West. So a draw looks like best-case scenario, but how do I feel? Uh, I, un- I am beside myself with the opportunity that we have on Sunday. Um, I really hope that we we come into the game against LAFC um, trying to find the the right lineup. And so hopefully we have a dress rehearsal type of situation where we do see Robin looking for that best 11. Um, if everything goes well, then we know we've got it. And if things don't go so well on Sunday, we know we may need to make a couple of changes before that first round of the playoffs. But um, certainly feel a lot better about the situation as it stands than looking at it from uh, a few matches prior. Jared, is it is this going to be a situation where we're at the uh, at the game and we're all looking at each other and we say it's the hope that kills you? This certainly is a situation where <laughs> where uh, our hopes may be very high and and what comes out of it is we may win the game and still finish third. Um, yeah. That's a very realistic possibility. But uh, what I'm mostly looking for, you know, all pressure off. I'd love to see a result on Sunday. Um, and you know, as, as the other games unfold, we can, we can kind of sing those scores to the players so that we, we know that they know, um, whether or not they've got the shot to take the West. Um, but, uh, above all a strong performance on Sunday for us, uh, definitely leads to confidence and definitely leads to, um, us being a team that has every possibility to be the Western conference representatives at MLS cup, which is really so much more important than than who's top of the table uh come Sunday evening. Absolutely. And I think um there's a lot that you gotta hope for is, is Vancouver who have slowly become my second team. Uh if I ever if I ever to move uh countries to Canada and live there, I'd be a Vancouver fan because there's something about that club that is that that I see the Rapids in a, a little bit too. Uh I think they can do the job against Seattle at home. Uh, and the thing is, is does SKC do the job against RSL? They probably do, but at the same time, they also couldn't finish us off uh, when we played them one-one there. So I, I mean, if 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 Salt, I mean, I, I I've been talking about this now. 
my final uh, uh, betting scenario that, I, that I'm putting up. This is going to be the, the Rapids to, to, to win the Western Conference parlays. I'm going with Vancouver to win, a draw in uh, that, that SKC match, and the Rapids, of course, to win. If that hits, that's, uh, that's a nice little payout. And, of course, it's, uh, it's that much sweeter if the Rapids do clinch uh, first place. Now I I do I do probably will bet on us saying like I think the bet the 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 actual bet that you would probably make is us in the park you know after the win we check other scores and SKC and and Seattle win and they they get their um they they finish it off and it's 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 the really the hope that kills you but I'm just glad we don't we're not an RSL this year we're not in Minnesota we're not a team that really needs this win. I mean, we need the win in a different sense than say like, you know, than than some of the other teams below us. Uh we need this for ourselves, not necessarily for playoff contention, which is a nice place to be in uh win draw or lose come Sunday. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Um, and I, like I say, for me, the the pressure is really off on Sunday because uh, you know the performance is more important than the the final results. But if we could leapfrog either Kansas City or Seattle, um, and potentially see one or the other of them at Dick's Sporting Goods Park instead of on the road, um, certainly that is something to play for, without a doubt. But win, lose, or draw, we're in, and that's that's a position that is very nice. Feels feels. Um, feels comfortable and and hopefully this is a position that we can find ourselves in more often than not where we've taken care of business before the last week of the season and um, really now it's it's a matter of playing for confidence and um, results will will fall as they may um, if you're the rapids and and you're say um, if you're in the front office do you go ahead and cool down some champagne and beers in the hopes that we may finish first um, and then do you break that champagne and, and beers open uh, as long as we win the game, regardless if you finish first or not? That That's an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, I don't know because I, I, I'm superstitious of that sort of stuff. I think you uh, should go into the game with the same sort of ritual that you may have had, you know, uh, games prior. You know, there's no reason to kind of change the norm if you're the front office. If you came in, into the in the office, you know, uh, in, into the same game days as, as you were, just keep carrying on with that because uh, it, it, there's no need. I mean, as a superstitious guy, there's no need to ruin the mojo. I mean, every Rapids game day, I start off with a Jack and Coke. That's not going to change. All right, that is uh, that. There's got to be. I mean, I didn't go to the first game of the season. I've been to every game since, and they've and they've either won or drawn. So. To me, there's something superstitious about it. Um, I don't see why anyone else should change their their routine. Uh, but yeah, I think um, no matter what, a win against LAFC uh, from a team that two years ago crushed our dreams of making the playoffs, uh, y- the Rapids need to be the team that crushes other people's hopes and dreams of making the playoffs and and uh, that that'll seriously kind of um, we always talk about you know killer instinct and uh, finishing teams off. You don't want to see an LA team in the playoffs because they have the star power, they have the uh, the ability to to make a deep run just on names alone. Chicho Arango and Carlos Vela can turn it on, get hot at the right moment in the playoffs. 
So you don't want those guys in. You 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 really want to see Minnesota, who one we've swept before, RSL, who we've taken care of at home, LA Galaxy, who aside from that draw, we've typically done really well against them in the past. They also have Chicharito, who can also get hot at the right moment. But you really want those teams that um, that you've proven you can be at home. Yeah, I mean, saying that you'd like to see RSL is that's brave talk given. Given the results we saw on the road, now of course we would see them at home, but um, that could that definitely has the the magnitude would be at an eleven for that. It would be a a defining game in that uh, Rocky Mountain rivalry, and um, for me, I would I would rather see Salt Lake again sometime next spring um, <laughs> yeah. than this fall. So, uh, but yeah, agreed. Minnesota, we've had their number. Of course, um, they've been roller coaster matches against Minnesota this year, and. Uh, maybe have been um, a little bit more uh, squeaky bum territory than we'd like to get into being <laughs> yep. down two nil uh, in the home leg of that that uh, you know back to back and then with the uh, red card and going down a goal uh, at Minnesota you know I've seen enough crazy things with Minnesota that um, you know, that's that's again another scary match but at this point in the season. Um, you know, the, the teams that you're going to face are going to be good and, and they're all going to have the potential to be strong. But I, I do agree, uh, would like to avoid, at least for the first round, those teams with that that star power because they are going to be a tough out. Um, would, would rather see someone where uh, when we when we check the, the betting odds, we we look like a, a pretty heavy favorite um, and, and hopefully we can just take care of business at home and and how far we can go at home really will be dictated by the results on Sunday. So um, let's protect the dick. And and as long as we win the home games we have in the playoffs, you know, this this is a season that is unbelievable in the results. Um, but the ceiling is very, very high. And and we would love nothing more than, than to get a nice deep run all the way to the final. And I know that you don't necessarily think that it will be, the revolution we'd see in the final. And and I think if we see anyone else in the East, we would be, uh, well, first of all, we would probably be at home. Second of all, we'd feel a lot better seeing anyone yes. aside from New England uh, in that final match. Absolutely. I think um, give me the Rapids versus Nashville um, in the MLS Cup final. And sure enough, it'll be uh, Gary Smith coming to the Rapids home where he used to coach, where he won a cup. Um, and Robin Frazier uh, kind of taking the mantle away of... Because right now, Gary Smith, because he did want us a cup, he is, in in terms of silverware and what he's brought to us, he's the greatest coach of the Rapids history. Uh, Robin Frazier could easily take that throne with an MLS Cup victory here. But not only that, an MLS Cup victory over the over the former GOAT coach of the Rapids. This is everything uh, you want out of an MLS. If you're a Rapids fan, this is exactly how you write the MLS script. I don't think the MLS script writers would uh, like the general media and the uh, the the, you know, the pundits would really like that. I think they like their Seattle's. They like their their New England's. They like their Atlanta's. Um, whether any of those teams make it, I I guarantee you they'd rather those teams make it over uh the rapids but uh it, it's crazy how it's being written up right now and and that's how that's how i would do it if if i was the uh a soccer god that's how i would draw things up it writes itself uh whether or not we get there is going to be interesting um 
that's that's you know that's whole reality for you but storylines galore i mean if salt lake yes. comes to town then you've got master Wayne back um you know coaching against against the rapids where where he you know spent a couple of years as as the gaffer so um you know there are a number of things that that can transpire that would be um, interesting storylines how it all unfolds i mean this is exactly what you want um, and it's a lot more fun to be a part of it and be right in the thick of the conversation as opposed to watching the storylines unfold uh, for for others so the fact that that our story is the one you know we, we've not gotten a lot of love from from national media and i couldn't care less you know it doesn't matter to me if we see our guys in in the teams of the week teams of the year we know what we've got um we we talked we a little bit 25 about 25 superstars yesterday. 25 superstars and uh we, we mentioned yesterday um you know will will yarborough be uh goalkeeper of the year um if he gets a shutout on sunday he he could be the golden glove uh winner the most shutouts um i don't think that he'll be awarded that but i certainly from um uh, you know we get to watch him from 117 so we're we're right next to him on a number of occasions the man is has really come in and and solidified himself as not only the best keeper for the Colorado Rapids, but in my opinion, the best the best goalkeeper hands down in the Western Conference, if not MLS. So um, we we aren't a team that necessarily gets a lot of the shine, but we can take that shine should we go in and perform, make a deep run. You know, Kay said after the Revolution game that we should be considered one of the best teams in the MLS. Well. That's hard to say after you go out and lose to the best team in the MLS. <laughs> yep. If we go there and win, then we absolutely stake our claim. And that's really the only way that, that we're going to get the the due attention, the, the due accolade, is by just going out and doing it uh, for 90 minutes uh, in between the white lines. Absolutely. And uh, before we wrap this up, before we move, uh, move on, because it is getting that time, it's worth noting again that we do have the decision day of giving coming up on Saturday, November 6th at 3 p.m. We're going to get together at the Celtic on Market and assemble some of these uh, these uh, care kits that we have um, bought and stuff like that. We're going to assemble them, donate to donate them the next day to some homeless shelters. The What time at the Celtic on Saturday, Juan? 3 p.m. 3 p.m., excellent. I, I think it's – I'm pretty sure – it is three. I mean, I'm the one that set the time, and of course, I'm blanking on it. Um, I'll get back to you on the time there as I look it up. Uh, the I do we do have an update for the uh, the charity match. Uh, unfortunately, the fields are not going to be available, um, so we are going to instead do a small little uh, game, a five v five kind of pop-up goals and uh, I really wish we could have had that pomp and circumstance of an 11 v 11 but things just didn't work out no entry fee for that one um, but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully uh, uh, you know battle it up with some uh, LAFC supporters at the tailgate and then finally pomp and circumstances for LA fans <laughs> absolutely and then finally of course we have the uh, sock and underwear drive if there's one thing we really want is just like a car full of socks and underwear, freshly new uh, pairs of socks and underwear donated by the faithful C38, which we will then donate donate to a homeless shelter. Uh, it is the it is I think the 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 least you could do is 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 you know go to the store buy some and then bring some. You know everyone's gonna everyone's gonna be there. Just uh, make sure you make the most of it. 
Um, it is going to be at 3 p.m., so come join us at the Celtic on Saturday at 3 p.m. to sort of do those care packages. Absolutely, and bring those socks and underwear. Uh, new in the packaging, no game-worn pairs, fellas, but um, <laughs> it's going to be a, a great weekend. It's it's a season of giving here. Uh, we're in Thanksgiving month. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll have a match on Turkey Day, potentially, but um, let's let's kick off Thanksgiving in the right fashion and, and really um, – really make a go of it because we, we don't have nearly enough opportunities to give back to the community throughout the course of the season. So let's, let's take advantage of this opportunity this weekend. Absolutely. That's going to be it from us here at the C38 podcast. You can find me at Warner's FC and you can find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. Follow C38 on uh, Instagram, which uh, I believe uh, you're running, correct? Yes, uh, we're, we're trying to post some pictures and credit again to Daniel Reinberger, who posts um, amazing professional level photos, makes my job easy. I just have to pick out the ones I like, uh, blast them <laughs> out to, to the faithful on Instagram. And um, thanks for the response on Instagram, because all the posts that I've put up, um, we're averaging somewhere in the ballpark of like 100 likes on those. And um, it's just good to, to good, good to see another form of us. Um, just being able to interact and, um, and and really stay in touch and and put things out that that are interesting. Like we we put out information on the Halloween party, and we'll be posting information on the the sock and underwear drive. So um, follow us really on on all those platforms. I, I know that sometimes communication has been something that has been bemoaned a little bit. Um, it is tough to to try to reach out to everybody where they are, but we are making an effort to do so on as many platforms as possible. Absolutely. And what is the Instagram handle of the C38? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, <laughs> let me let me jump on there. It's, it's something to do with C38, Centennial 38, along those lines. But um, let me go ahead and get that exact handle for us here. Yeah, you can follow C38, um, uh, the Twitter account, at C38SG. I don't think I have it time. Is, it is C38SG on Instagram as well. Okay, so yeah, just the same handle on, on Twitter and Instagram. No post-game spaces. Um, I, I really wanted to do those consistently, but life just gets so hectic sometimes. So, uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to do it this time around. But guaranteed, I'll be free and available for the first uh, C38 post-playoff uh, game spaces for sure. Uh, that's going to be it from us, though. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Saturday and on Sunday. And uh, you have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Let's go, Pitt.